Hello, howdy, and welcome to episode 107 of Wada Hockey, where we talk all things Texas hockey and the stories and culture that surround it. We are joined by a special guest today, so we're not going to make you or him wait for too long. That being said, let's just jump right into it. Make sure you're following us on social media. We keep asking you every week to do so, all at Wada Hockey, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram's the best, in my opinion. But like I said, we're going to keep it short. We're going to keep it sweet. So we're one down this week, but we've <clears> substituted <throat> with the guests. So we'll we'll get to the guests here in just a moment. But first and foremost, Jason, what's up, man? How's your what weekend? How, how have you been, man? How have you been? Your hair looks fantastic per usual thank you. because thank you, thank people you. obviously can't see it since it's a podcast, but your hair <laughs> looks great. Uh, thank you. I did wash it this morning, so I'm very proud of it. We can tell. Um, yeah, as you should. Yeah. Uh, as the flow will uh, attest, uh, but the weekend was good. It was the anniversary. Celebrated six yes. years with wife uh, Saturday, so that Stick was awesome. Taps all around. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, went out to Denton where we met. Uh, took her out to Lucky Lou's where I bought her her first uh, Denton double. If you know what that is, you know what it is. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> it's cool. All my Lou's people know what's up. Uh, and then we went to the place where we got engaged out in Pilot Point at the Tulip Farm, and that was cool. Uh, and then we went to go eat at uh, Randy's Steakhouse in uh, mm. Frisco. So good. Chef's kiss. Shout, Shout out, out to Vegas Randy. Yeah. Uh, no, Vegas, our uh, waiter. He was pretty dope. So shout out to Wait, him. Vegas? Yeah, his name was Vegas. Actually, I think his name was Chris. So like his name was Chris <laughs> on the uh, on the receipt. But he called himself Vegas. So, man, I'm on to you, Vegas. I'm on to you. I'm on to you, Vegas. If that's even your real name. <laughs> so... Apparently not. But yeah, it was a good time all around. Well, awesome. Happy anniversary. If you guys are listening to this, make sure to jump over to the Instagram or Twitter or Facebook posts and wish the two lovebirds a happy anniversary as well. Spread the love. Everyone loves love. You know what I love, Jason? What's that? I love (laughs) the way that Conway and Banks keeps my feet dry at all those filthy rinks throughout Dallas-Fort Worth. Is it because of my personal favorite feature on there? The built-in I think foot it mat? is. I think it is. Can you tell me just a but little bit more it's about not, these? Is it not the removable uh, organizers that keep Close. our stuff there? Close second. Is it the premium quality bags that are built to last? <laughs> Tied for second. All right. Is it that they have those giant uh, waterproof materials and the, the giant vents on the side with the waterproof materials? Second B. Is it because you can get 10% off your bag by using the code WADAHOCKEY10? 1A. All right. It has to be the <laughs> three different sizes and four different colors. Hit. You sunk my battleship. Boom. There it is. <laughs> so uh, use the code WADAHOCKEY10 and get your gear to the rink in Come on, Shannon. style. Okay. Dial. That was completely no, different. Oh, by the way, go check out conwaybanks.com. I think I left that part out. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that too. My bad. Weird segue. Uh, yeah. That other person that you hear on the other end, that's Shannon. Hey, Shannon. How are you? Hey. How's your week been? Oh, it's good. My it's my good. son finished his uh, fall league today. So he went to the playoffs. He won his first game. They lost tonight. He was absolutely 
gutted, like cried the whole way home. But he's a he's a good like he told you, Fink. We talked kind of before we started mm-hmm. recording. We and he told you, well, it's a good thing. Good thing we lost because now I get to learn. So he's he's a good kid. Wise beyond his years. Like way smarter than me. Way smarter. <laughs> <laughs> and really good at video games. If you guys saw the pictures from our 100th episode, Sully, he may or may not have demolished me in Mario Kart at least five yeah. to ten times. And I was yeah. that, not happy about it. That look that you see on Fink's face is just like, why is this happening to me? It's yeah. Like this was my game. Yeah. Yeah. Was is the key word in that sentence. Was. Yeah. Was. <laughs> uh, well. Absolutely handled. We also went to the Stars game. Shannon, you and I got to take in a Stars game last week against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, which ended so well for us, just like that game against the Vancouver Canucks on Monday night that ended so well for us because finishing is all the Stars are about right now. Just like Gary Onoff finishing his time in Dallas and going up to Montreal, dad's home. Uh, Evgeny Dadunov, part of the Dallas Stars, scored in his first game with the Dallas Stars on Monday. Uh, but yeah, we lost in overtime again, so we're just going to move on from that. Yeah, that's enough uh, of that. <laughs> yeah, that's enough of that. Uh, had a stellar weekend. It was the culmination, uh, the completion, a full wrap on my first season behind the mic with the Mid-Cities Junior Stars uh, doing play-by-play for them. So obviously have to give them a huge amount of gratitude for allowing me to to kind of live out my dream a little bit. And yeah, it was just a really, really cool uh season even though things did not go the way that we wanted it to at all i will say that i am very proud of this team for pulling out a win on sunday the first home win of the season on the last home game of the season they did it everyone on and off the ice was just absolutely besides themselves because everyone was just chomping at the bit for a win so yeah huge congrats all too man Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. There was a lot of emotion and that was like a legitimate, like I was really excited about that moment because that, they had come close a few times and it just didn't that work That was your, do you believe in miracles moment? That, yeah. Like, do you believe in miracles? Yeah. yeah I, I honestly almost said it and I was like, oh, that's copyright <laughs> infringement. But uh, yeah, I just really, really, really proud of this team. Uh, really proud of the head coach, Chris Hilly, uh, because obviously there's been a lot of uh, uphill battles all season long. So just really proud of that team. Um, also really proud to be partnered up with Sauce Toss again. That's a segue. We're still firing on all cylinders. Uh, yeah, be on the lookout, by the way, for a giveaway with Sauce Toss where we will be giving away a full Sauce Toss set in the coming weeks. Uh, but if you are impatient and you have just a lot of money to spend because tax season's almost over, people, uh, make sure to head over to saucetoss.com and use code WADASAUCE for 10% off your entire order. It is a premier backyard, front yard, outdoor, indoor game. If you are looking for an off-season activity, this is what you need to do. Uh, and hashtag bags for beauties. And then lastly, before we bring our guest in, as always, we have been pumped since day one to partner up with Third Line Hockey as they are all about bringing like-minded individuals together for hockey-filled excursion. Uh, or excursions, multiple places like Colorado Springs, Las Vegas, Winston-Salem. Those are just a few places that they're going to be visiting. They're announcing more. So make sure to go follow them them on Facebook at Third Line Hockey. Or if you want to sign up or see details for one of these tournaments, head over to thirdlinedraft.com. Make sure that you spell it correctly, though. It's 3RD, line, L-I-N-E, and draft, but spelled like the British people spell it. 
D-R-A-U-G-H-T.com. So thirdlinedraft.com. And like I said, make sure to follow them on Facebook where they will be announcing all the jerseys and locations they're playing as well. All right. Now is the time. He just celebrated a birthday. <laughs> From what I've heard, he's a beatboxing champion. Just what I've heard. And he is a two-time Kelly Cup champion with the Allen Americans, as well as a former Nanook playing his college hockey at the University of Alaska Fairbanks. He also had the most assists and points by an ECHL defenseman in the 2015-2016 season, and now his career has come full circle as he is firmly implanted behind the bench along with year one head coach Chad Costello, it is the assistant coach, the one, the only, Aaron Jens. Welcome to the podcast. How are you, sir? Happy birthday. Very good. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Uh, happy to be here. I love what you guys are doing and uh, here to support in any way I can. Well, we definitely, definitely appreciate the time and the support. Uh, how are things kind of going for you? Let's just kind of kick it off from the beginning of this season. How are things going for you Uh how have you kind of adjusted to coaching in the ECHL? Uh, what a what an amazing learning experience. Uh, working with all pro athletes is a, a ton of fun. I didn't realize how much psychology there would be involved in uh, dealing with some of these guys, but uh, they're great guys. The locker room is a ton of fun. Uh, Costi is a phenomenal coach, and uh, you know it's it's always funny because you talk about his first year as a head coach. Yes, but he's also been doing skill development for 20 plus years with kids and and different athletes. And he's played everywhere and seen it all and helped coach on the bench. So he's got a bunch of experience. He's doing a great job. You know, he's I always tell him, you know, he's going to be a combination of all these different coaches that he's had in the past. And then he's going to be very unique. And that's exactly what he is. Um, the guys love him. They love playing for him. And uh, yeah, he's a powerhouse. So our team is uh, uh, has turned things around. We didn't have a great start, but uh we're we're a threat now so that's that's yep. you know we're our, our what we're trying to do is basically we're going after the diamond ring and you know champions die trying so we're gonna go for it and uh if come hell or high water if it works great if it doesn't so be it but you know that's uh something we're gonna live and die by because we've you know especially starting the season five and fifteen uh, you know, there's there's plenty of talk that say, oh, you should, you know, be a, a seller and you should get rid of some of your guys and start preparing for next year. And me and Costi looked at each other and we've never been like that in our whole life. So we decided that we were going to stick with it and bring in some guns. And and uh, our team has done a really good job so far. Yeah, I will say there is definitely a, uh, a Jekyll and Hyde type situation going on right now because these guys are they're they're pretty they're pretty mean when they need to be. And it's working and it's and you guys have a nice combination of of that toughness and grit that everyone always talks about in hockey, along with just some of the just the fastest guys that we've seen in the ACHL and Finley and Kroner, guys like that that can literally just possess the puck and just buzz around the offensive zone and skate mm -hmm. laps around defenses. So um before we really, really dive into this team and what's going on right now, like we said before, you are a two-time Kelly Cup champion. So what do you think made such a difference in the seasons uh, that brought so much success? And obviously you played with Costello as well for a little while, but in those two seasons when you won the, the, uh, the Kelly cup, what, what do you feel made the biggest difference for you personally um, 
And then kind of specifically in the season 2015-2016 when you uh, had the most assists and points by an ECHL defenseman, what really clicked for you in that season that you can kind of look back and remember? Well, it's uh, it was it was one of the funnest years. Obviously, I'm a team guy, so camaraderie is number one. Uh, you know, the way that we got along that year was we had a lot of really good guys. We had talented individuals, that's for sure. Uh, our D core was unbelievable. Um, and it, the camaraderie that we had, you know, like if anybody touched one of our guys, um, we were we were all going in. And, uh, you know, we we definitely we still get along to this day. Each one of those guys, you know, I'll call them. They call me. Doesn't matter. It's a lifelong bond, and um, it, it was a special year, that's for sure. But as far as me as an individual, which is my worst nightmare, talking about that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it. Uh, I was in my prime finally. I, you know, all these. I, I work with all the young kids all the time, and they want to get in the NHL tomorrow. And it's like, well, uh, I wasn't any good until I was probably 26, 27 years old. Um, and then I was finally, I had finally figured it all out. So, um, I mean, I, I, I'd put in a lot of time. I spent a little bit of time, obviously with the Nanooks, you said that properly. That's an Inuit name for polar bear. Nice work. Um, he has Google or something. I don't know what it is, but, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> ask, ask Jeeves. Okay. Jeeves. Wow. <laughs> no, he still has a hotmail account too. So. Wow. <laughs> so uh, it was, you know, it was just, it was just my time. It had finally come around. I had played a lot of high level hockey and uh, I'd been in the American league for a little bit. Uh, I played really well up there, but by the time I was back in the coast, I just, uh, I played for a couple of teams that were very much D to D and up and it, I had kind of had enough of it. Um, when I was out in Reading, I didn't really like it that much. And when it was finally came down to play for Martinson and play in Allen, it was all puck possession and it felt, I felt at home. I could I could play my style of hockey and uh, move the puck, hinge the puck, and and play my game. We were not a dump it in type team. We were a keep it and make them come and take it type team. And and uh, it wasn't always the easiest, kind of like you see our team this year. But for the most part, we were very similar in the way that we were never scared to be down. If we were down a goal or two, it was no big deal. And this year, what's special is our team can be down three goals and feel perfectly <laughs> comfortable. Not shaking. How about that? That's very interesting. There's so much uniqueness about this team. Uh, it is unbelievable. Yeah, I, I got to commend you and, and Costello because you, you guys brought a lot of homegrown talent, which I think is something that adds a little bit something extra special this season, just knowing that you had a lot of guys like Hargrove and, and like we talked about Croner earlier, just to name a few that are from the North Texas area and call it home. So, uh, just a lot of fun to watch. And obviously, you know, it, it does get a little tense at times when you do see the the first period updates and it's, you know, like this past weekend down three to zero. And then the next thing you know, you get the third period update and it's eight to six. And you're like, good God, this team is a, it's a football team out there just putting touchdowns up on the board. So a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, we've been talking about it a little bit. I mean, the there's three unique categories. First, you have you have four guys in the top five scoring. That's outrageous you know we were talking about it when costello used to light it up we'd have one defenseman that was good um you'd have maybe one other line mate that would be in the top five of scoring but that was it you know there was no such thing as having four i mean we have we have three guys with 30 goals and a fourth on the way probably be here next weekend so um it's a powerhouse there's no doubt and then just the the fact of not shaking when you're down three nothing that's very unique very special 
Um, and then not having to change anything tactically. That's a big part of this, right? So usually when a team is down, you know, three, nothing, we're, we're on the whiteboard. Like you never seen it's uh it's a different, it's a different age. Costello is a very, very good coach. He, he can come in to a locker room and he can change their minds about every single thing they ever thought they had. Right. It's like, Nope, you're wrong. I'm right. I'm he's been there, done it. And you're going to listen to everything I say. And then they go back out there and there's nothing that we need to change tactically. All it has to do is uh, you just got to work a little bit harder. You got to try a little harder. You got to compete harder. And uh, Costello does a great job of getting them to do that. So it's a very unique season. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I know Shannon's got, she's locked and loaded with the next question. I can see it in her eyes. I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I have, I like to ask kind of background stuff. What have you taken kind of from your career most that you use in your coaching today? I just try to keep everything relevant. So it depends on who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. If I'm talking to a young kid, I put myself in my six, seven, eight year old shoes. What was I doing? What did I need to do? You know, what was our focus? Our focus was skating. It was skating. It was passing. It was moving our feet. It was cone work things like that. And then you get into, you're dealing with a pro that's been playing for five years. What was, what was it like for me? Right. What was I doing when I was five year pro? What was it like for me? How did I have to act? A lot of leadership started to kick in. And so I'll use those things. I think it's really important to stay relevant with each individual that you talk to. Yep. Absolutely. It's so, so mentally healthy to be relatable to your guys. So for them to feel like they, they can always come and talk to you about anything. That's so important. Yep. Yeah, I have an interesting relationship. I've, I haven't really been an official assistant coach in my life. I've helped out here and there. Mm-hmm. I was head coach for five years. Um, but being an assistant coach is very unique. You have to be a, a buffer, as we like to call it, between yes. head coach and uh, and the players. And um, you know, I have to, you know, I have to honor Costello and what I talk about. But I also have to make sure to look up for the guys and. Uh, know that they have my trust and and a lot of things that they tell me um will kind of go into this bottomless pit you know and so um yeah it's it's very interesting i love it there's no doubt about it there's so many unique individuals and uh that's the most important thing is is remembering they're all unique they're all different and the psychology of it is is uh getting them to all play at their best but for me it's all about confidence. Like I, I try to instill confidence in every single player, every situation I've been in all those situations. I've been not playing. I've been a healthy scratch. I've been the top guy. So I know what all the situations are and I can definitely help them out through those. Yeah. Is that something like that the Americans kind of like take a little serious, like is uh, kind of investing in like, getting those sports psychology profiles done like hey uh or like in like investing into like myers-briggs personalities and like hey these type of people like to be communicated this way so you do try to uh to individualize those uh those leadership skills if you will so we have underground rules we we don't know what any of those things are never heard of them um (laughs) probably a book like that we probably just threw it away when they showed up but Hockey is a very interesting sport. So the answer is yes, we do. We absolutely do. We understand. We talk behind the scenes. We hired um, Gary Steffes, who's been phenomenal. He is a powerhouse. We uh, we like to joke around a little bit about soul care, but he is there to help guys through thick and thin. Obviously, uh, he's been a little busy this year with guys, but um, it's, uh, it's very unique once again, but we 
are a full-on team looking out for these guys in any way possible. And there's so much more psychology to it. You'd never believe it. I mean, guys will come into the office. My mom's sick. My dad's hurt. I mean, it just, it never ends. And so, you know, I tell Costa all the time, I said, you think you're, you thought you were going to be a hockey coach. You know, it's, it's way more than that. It's managing people. Yep, absolutely. Managing people. These kids are still young. You know, they need someone that they feel they can talk to when they're away from home. And it's just like, absolutely. And Massacott's 22 years old and doesn't speak a lick of English. Yep. So there, yeah. He does does speak English, but it's an ongoing joke. You know, I tell him all the time, (laughs) I'll, I'll go over a play and I'll say, we need to get a translator in here. You know, he, he understands me every time. But everybody, everybody's holding their phone up, trying to communicate to him, like talking yeah. to uh, yeah. translate. Maybe yeah. I need one of those for my kid. Yeah, yeah. Masakat, he's a character. He, uh, one time we went in, you know, brought everybody in, and I drew up this play on the, you know, with the, with the five guys that were going to go out there, and they go out there and score, and he turns back and looks at me, and he goes, "Was that the play?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> No, that was not the play. So the far asshole. off. <laughs> Jeez. So now it's the ongoing joke. He always asks me every time we score. Was that the play? Drew? Was that no, the play? No. 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 Doesn't matter to me. Puck went in the net. Yeah. Exactly. Great. You did your job. Yeah. The objective was done. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I know Jason has a question coming up here in Go a second. I, I just I wanted to ask this because it just kind of like it kind of came to the the forefront because you did, and this is just I'm I'm just really curious you did have to kind of take over head coaching duties for a couple of weeks from from outside stuff that happened um what was that like for you uh to kind of did you have to make a strong mental shift uh or was it you know business as usual you know when costy gets back it's all costy all the time i'm back to being the buffer or did you kind of have to shift gears and go okay now i got to kind of be that everything for these guys while while costy's away for a little bit Wow. That is a really, really good question. Uh, it's, uh, I have had so many thoughts run through my head with just the stuff that you said. I mean, it's, it absolutely was a mental shift and the approach was, uh, the approach was we are going to play with our hearts on fire and we're going to play for him. So by no means was I the head coach. I was there to help out with everything that we needed. We executed perfectly um and we did everything the exact same we didn't change one thing and we knew who we were playing for we knew what we were playing for and my job was to help them remember that every single time we went into the rink and um you know it was a learning experience that was phenomenal i mean it i i grew more in a week than i've grown in years the just the the intimidation of being around all these athletes right away when i first went in to talk to them because you got to do your your rah rah speech right of let's go get them Well, the first time I went in there, I felt myself like stumble on a couple of words. And then, you know, by the second period, I was good to go. But it definitely was a shift. It was a learning curve. It was um, intimidating a little bit. You know, in pro hockey, some guys are looking down at the towel in their hands. Some guys are taping their socks. Some guys are looking you dead in the eye. In minor hockey, you do not look me. You better be looking me in the eye, right? If you don't, I'm going to find you. And you better be something, you better be dying if you're not going to be looking me in the eye when you're 16 years old, right? But when they're pro hockey players, it doesn't matter, right? It, it, you think I really care if Crone is looking me in the eye? He doesn't care. I don't care either. <laughs> you're going to go score three goals, you know, have three points a game, you're going to be leading the league in points. You do whatever you want. You don't, You could put headphones <laughs> on for all I care. Borrow, borrow Fink's headphones there. Those yeah, yeah, yeah. Work. 
Does he does does his expression ever change? I, I don't <laughs> think I've seen Croner smile even when he scored a goal. It just the deadpan look. It just it's just a base setting. All, well, all Croner a, all the time. He's a great kid. He's a great kid. You got to get him to uh, loosen up a little bit at times. But he just he when he's at work, he's at work. He he wants to be dead serious. He wants to execute. He does not want to mess up, and uh, he's working. So if you're in the way, I'd watch out. But off the ice, away from it, he's a jokester. Uh, yeah, not a serious bone in his body, but because he because he's always so serious all the time, and I'm not, I'll go up to him all the time, and I'll just ram him right into the locker. You know, like, <laughs> how you doing? Yeah, nice him on to you. Yeah, like smile, on smile, or I'm yeah. gonna make it. Morning sunshine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just focused. I'm like, well, okay, get out there. <laughs> I, we, I, I hear from so many people, you know, the impact that you've had on them as a coach. And actually one of them, he's, he's 18 now. I can say his name. Um, Connor Kirby. Oh. He, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know him. Oh, he yeah. had nothing but good things to say about you and how much he really enjoyed when you were his coach. And he's, he may or may not have spilled the beans on you with something we'll bring up maybe a little bit later. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah. And then, and then Shannon Venmoed him $10. They did. <laughs> <laughs> gave, gave him that ammo. He's a good kid, and he really, really enjoyed you. Yeah, he's a great kid, and he's a a heck of a hockey player. I'll tell you a story on that kid. We called a timeout last year. We were state champions, and we called a timeout with two and a half minutes left in the game, and I had nicknamed Water Company and Fire Company. So (laughs) Water Company, you need somebody that's going to carry the water, right? Spend a set in hockey forever. You need somebody, some guys that are going to chop the wood. Well, we got a power play with two and a half minutes left in the game, and we were – tied two to two against the Texas Tigers coming in as the two seed, by the way, we were not supposed to win that game. And uh, we called a timeout and I brought everybody in, never picked up a board or a marker. And I said, gentlemen, water company, it's your time to shine. It could be special. (laughs) It could be an opportunity of a lifetime. Okay. So I want you to go out there. I want you to have fun. I want you to execute your plays. You know what to do. Okay. But you have fun with it. Go do your thing. Water company, you guys are up. And they went out and Connor Kirby Three times he floated in back door. He went back to the point, floated in back door, back, and then finally waited for a great pass from a kid named Jacob Peel, who's a great, great uh, vision player, passer. And he found Connor Kirby on the back door with two, with a minute 55 left in the game and won us the state championship. Wow. Oh wow. my gosh, that's awesome. Yep. Wow. Oh. Man. Well, uh, <laughs> Let's uh let's kind of shift to the present day a little bit. And uh, was coaching kind of always like an end goal for you, or can you talk a, a little bit about the process of landing this gig? So uh, it's just kind of embedded in me. I love to coach. I was trained at a really young age. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Don Kraus up north in Minnesota who's um, a head honcho for Minnesota hockey and a very well-respected gentleman. And he brought me up when I was probably 13, 14 years old. And I started working with kids. I started working with the the mini mites. Then the next year I moved up and every year I'd move up. And then I started doing some, um, some work with uh, the Minnesota selects, helping pick the top uh, 15 year olds uh, in Minnesota. So we'd take 23 players and those guys were, most all of them are going to be drafted or, or go play division one. So really good hockey players. And then, um, I decided to do my own defenseman camp. I've been doing skill development training since all the way back into those days. And so um, I love to coach. I love to be there for the athletes. Me and the kids get along really well. I'm um, I'm in charge of their confidence as well. So, you know, when, when I step on the ice with them and I do my chin strap up, we're going to work. Um, but 
and we're, we're definitely going to show respect. But at the same time, we're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to um, instill confidence in every single way I possibly can. I had one kid last year come off the ice with me and he just said, man, I feel so confident when I leave the ice with you. And I was like, I'll take that. If that's the only thing I ever get out of it, I will take that because that's who I am. That's what I love to do. Um, and then I was coming out of my injury. I got hurt when I played my last year for Allen and, uh, I had to go through some time of rest and dark room type stuff, bad concussion and, and some different things, but, uh, it was actually way worse than a concussion. They thought it was a concussion and I had a torn spinal cord. It was, uh, every, every person's nightmare. So, um, I went through some stuff and then, uh, to get back, I talked to my wife, just, you know, like I needed to be back around the game. And, um, I started coaching with the uh, McKinney North stars for uh lucas reed and it was phenomenal i loved it i was uh, i think really good at it we finally won it uh our last year the other years we just we died trying um but i was a different coach very unique in my own way um try not to be arrogant but i'm stubborn i tell people all the time that it's not my way that i'm teaching you i'm teaching you the way right it has nothing to do with me it's not i didn't invent this game but i'm teaching you what exactly needs to happen here and um so i just you know i love to coach I've been doing it for so long. Um, and now just the opportunity with Costello, he's been watching me. We're, we're great friends and he's been watching me coach and seeing kind of me grow and, and watch what I've been doing and the style of, of coach that I am and very tactical. And, and I can kind of see what other teams are doing very quickly. What are they running? What kind of system are they running? What, how can we beat it? And he just called me up and said, can you come and help me out? So uh, I absolutely have loved it so far. Who knows what the future holds, but, um, I know that uh, it's been a great year, and I've learned a ton. That's a, and honestly, that's a perfect segue mm-hmm. because I, uh, speaking of, of of Costello, you know, obviously you guys have a lot of history, and and you know, it's a very unique situation that you guys are in because you're both first time head coaches in the ECHL with the Allen Americans or or coaching staff rather. So for for you, what has it been like? having him by your side on the bench this season as far as from like a, a learning curve because obviously it all kind of falls on him being not only the head the head coach but the general manager so what's it like being kind of next to him and and, and hearing his thought process out loud and for you to kind of like go okay I'm gonna take that or you know I, I would I would word that differently if I had the chance but he's the head guy so I support him 100%. What's it kind of been like mentally for you to be side by side with him on this kind of like momentous occasion of, of you guys both being first time coaches in the ECHL? Well, I think, I think when you get, when you get to a certain level, you have to recognize talent, right? And I'm very humbled and honored that he recognizes my talent and I recognize his. And so with, with that said, you don't, there is no, uh, he should have said this. I would have said this different. It's, this is what he said. And this is what we're going with. And he does the same with me. And, you know, so because I tell him all the time, I'm like, this is what I'd like to say. I'd like to say this, this, this about our four check and neutral zone and defensive zone and what we're doing. And he's like, go tell him. I'm like, all right. But I always kind of run things past him and just kind of see what his feel is, because that's really important. Sometimes, you know, it's we talk about it all the time. But, you know, Bill Belichick does video for hours with his players. Right. Leading up to everything. John Cooper says five minutes is the longest you should do video. So every coach is different. You got to find your own, your own niche and what, what works for you. And so I just kind of run things past him and, you know, we laugh a lot. We, we have a very much separation of church and state. 
I, I'm very sarcastic. I mess with them all the time. And then, but when it's game time and it's time to be serious, we are dead serious. We're both competitors. Um, I'm, uh, I'd like to think very interesting because I'm not competitive at anything except for hockey. I, the rest <laughs> of it, I got friends that'll flip the monopoly board over on grandma. Like for me, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. The morning. Yeah. I love to play cards and, and board games and whatever, but I do not care about winning. Um, but all about passion. Yeah. In the game of hockey, it's you don't passion. want to get in the way. And we've had a few fun ones that are just about, you know, <laughs> so before, before we get over to Shannon for her next question, I I'm kind of curious cause you just brought up a couple of head coaches when you got this or when you started coaching, was there a coach that you looked at like a historical, like a Herb Brooks or, or, you know, uh, I don't know why I'm saying it, but it's the first thing that popped up like a Tortorello and just kind of like Lindy rough as Lindy rough, you know, Ken Hitchcock or Peter Griffin, they might be the same person. Um, is there a coach that you kind of looked at and said, okay, I'm going to be my own coach, but I really genuinely appreciate the way that they look at the sport or look at a sport and take care of business. I think a lot of it comes down to the coaches that you've had before. So all of the coaches that I had from, from all the way up, right. All the way down to when I was a, a little mini mite all the way through, they each brought something unique. They each brought something uh, that was a little different. And I think that's what ultimately makes you who you are. But one very important thing I heard, John Cooper, I got a lot of respect for. I've shaken his hand, really nice guy. I used to play against him. He, he beat us when he was with the St. Louis Bandits, um, and Texarkana was a powerhouse back in the day. They, were, they, were, uh, they got upset by the Texas Tornado, but they were the best team in the country in the North American League with John Cooper at the helm. Riley Gill, our old goaltender, a good friend of mine, he was in net, the powerhouse. Um, but Ken Hitchcock is the person um, that said – you can continuously learn if you're a coach. If you ever say that you know everything, then it's time for you to be done, right? And I'm paraphrasing, but he basically was just trying to tell you, like, you, you're going to continuously learn. And if you don't love to learn, then you're in the wrong sport, right? And uh, for me, that's I love it, right? I, uh, I love to learn. I don't like to be coached when it comes to hockey, I found out. I had a couple of coaches grab me and be like, hey, you should go. And I'm like, don't talk to me that way, but everything else, <laughs> I'd love to be coached. I go play golf. You can tell me every anything you want. I love it. I'll take it all in. Um, same thing with coaching, uh, the game of hockey. Like there's there you can never know everything. And I just yeah, I love to learn and it's it's beautiful. That's I mean, just getting stellar answers. You just got them teed up, just firing them off. Shannon, I'm gonna leave it to you. <laughs> all right. So let's kind of shift over a little bit. So I know the Americans are currently sitting at third in the division and they're pretty firmly implemented in the Kelly Cup, Kelly Cup playoff race. So with the season starting off a little rocky, what do you think is the biggest difference in play from then to now? I have my opinions, but I and why does it have to do with Roby not fighting every game? Now? <laughs> He's a Zen master. Well, I want to know your opinion first. I, you know, ah. I, I actually, I think we talked about it on the last pod, um, one or two, I believe in the beginning, it was kind of a thrown together team. There was a lot of individual effort and I believe everyone's starting to kind of mesh better and work better together. I think to your point earlier, it kind of goes into the psychology of it all, but that's my opinion. Okay. Like the Ted Lasso effect, if you will. Sort of. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, like, I just. Go ahead, Jason. Makes, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it kind of you guys are newer coaches. Like, it's your first time in it, kind of being thrown in a situation where you've got a hodgepodge of players, if you will. 
Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a chemistry factor, um, but I think I think you're, you're both pretty much spot on. I mean, there's a GM factor, mm-hmm. right? Costello went out and grabbed some great hockey players. He grabbed Macaulay. Um, Macaulay's a a very he's a very skilled defensive-minded forward. That sounds like basically my dream, right? Yeah. You have somebody that play. He comes back. He's going to play defense. Oh, by the way, he hits and fights, and he's very tough. You know, you look at his stats in the last few years, it doesn't look that tough. He's very tough. You do not want to mess with that kid. Go look. You have to go back four years to figure out how tough he really is. Go look at his American League numbers. Go look at his ECHL numbers. He was phenomenal. Obviously, we had uh, injuries, call-ups. You know, we had the the Asichuk thing. He blew out his knee. That was brutal. The Stephen Bayless kid uh, couldn't play. He was injured. So he was out. Then Justin Young blew out his hand. He had the whatever the – torn thumb is he was out so we had we had that happen to us and we we had Hargrove was hurt I don't know if I said that but just we had everything but the black cat we weren't getting great goaltending and it was just it was a nightmare so Costello did a great job which is a huge factor of, of what you do I mean as a GM he went out and he had to go get players um you, you know he got uh Gavin Gold for a little bit he did a good job but Fournier thing was too good to pass up so now we bringing him in we're tougher we're ready for you know, um, the playoff run and, uh, you know, Costello always brings up the Tampa Bay Lightning, how they can play any style of hockey. Well, yep. it's exactly what we can do. If you want to play skilled and run and gun, you better hold on. But if you want to fight, you're going to fight Macaulay, Robidoux, Hargrove, Fournier. You better be ready with everything you got because those guys are very well trained. Also, just got to give a huge shout out to the guy that got a fresh haircut recently on the bench. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. His name's Dutes. Uh, ECHL athletic head or head athletic trainer of the year last year. Not a big deal. He's a man. He's I just love that guy. He's just a joy to have. He's got to be a joy to have around the locker room on a day to day basis. Oh, we love Dutsy. Yeah. And uh, him and I have a very interesting relationship because I, I have a little bit of a medical background and I, you know, I've had some, some emergencies in my day. So somebody like him, I'm very thankful to have around on, on the serious side. I'm very thankful um, just because it's somebody that when shit hits the fan, he's going to, uh, he's going to be there and he's going to be dead serious and he's going to take care of whatever it may be. And he's very trained. And, and uh, I talk to him all the time and, and have him teach me when something goes wrong, we always go one step further. Well, what if, and then uh, he kind of walks me through what we would have done and he's awesome. But on a, on a, a friend side, he's a great guy. He's a beauty. He's uh, fun to be around. Very kind, gentle. Um, he's helped me out a lot with my neck and different things. And so the guys love him. We love having him around. I think he's our our most requested guest to have back on the podcast. And he's been on the podcast the most amount of times <laughs> for yeah. good reason. Okay. Yeah. People love dudes and the haircut. It's probably tell, time to get him back on. It is time to get him back on. He, he looks like Lex Luthor now, I tell him. He's very distinguished. <laughs> he looks like he has a, a really solid 401k since he shaved his head. Uh, I, he just looks very like an established little old man boy. Uh, and I'm just, just thrilled. I'm sure he's been waiting years for someone to call him that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little old man boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> man. Well, uh, outside of uh, the obvious goal of winning the Kelly Cup, uh, what are some goals that you have set for yourself and that you're looking to achieve this season? Wow. Oof. How much time did you guys have on these questions? And how can you <laughs> you're doing great. Before this? Uh, it took me about 10 minutes. Wow. Well, then we can't get your knee-jerk reaction to it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
I forgot to write down my goals. I've been a little busy um, training athletes. So I have no goals. I have no goals for myself. Uh, I have, I think goals for the team playoffs were first, but like I said, you know, even the playoffs, it's not good enough for Costello. It's not good enough for me. And uh, you know, we've said it a few times, but our goal is the diamond rings are bust, right? It has to be. And to win it, I promise you, it takes, it takes luck. It takes skill. It takes talent. It takes blood. It takes everything you possibly have to do it. I got a, Diamond ring right here. It's this is they took our team blood and they filled it right there in the middle. That's what they took to make this ring. Nice blood diamonds. They're blood diamonds. Yeah, Yeah, true blood diamonds. And but our our goal is the diamond ring. And and it I think any team you're on, that has to be the focus. It has to be because the champions die trying, right? If you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it. If not, it, somebody better take you out, right? And our goal, we got our sights set. You want to talk about goals? Our our sights are set on you and on Idaho, right? On Idaho right now. The last yeah. time they saw us, we were not this team. And anybody out there, they've been back against the glass, hang out, have a good time, win every game 6-1. Well, guess what? When we're down 6-1, we're just warming up. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Go get them. Go get a second period dart. And guys, get out yeah, you guys, out you guys look get back. back you're like, there. you guys ready to like turn this on, or are we gonna stall now, for the third period? What? You need Costello to break some stuff. Is all you need. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's go. what I was. That's what I was getting for. The like, trash there's can something launch. between like the second intermission yep. there that just yep. Uh, a trash can gets thrown. A uh, uh, yep. Board gets broken over somebody's knee. So <laughs> playing great hockey. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So all right. Yeah. So Makes sense. for the most part, those are those are the serious questions. So we're gonna shift over a little bit as far as the uh the the overall mood of the questions being asked. These are a little a little less intense. Uh it's a little rapid fire. So we'll just we'll just start off with the first one. Uh who is your favorite player to watch growing up? And who is your favorite player to watch now? Doesn't have to be NHL. Could be any level. Wow, uh, man! We used to play so many mini sticks that we had a, a a line or two of players. So I didn't have one player, but my list would look something like Steve Eiserman, Joe Sakic, Sergey Fedorov, Pavel Bure. Uh, that's pretty much it. A couple goaltenders really- in there: Felix Potman, oh, yeah, uh, Archer Zerbe. Uh, the Chris Osgood, Mike Vernon, those guys, uh, you know, my brother and I used to play mini sticks till the sun came up. So, uh, something like that, but you know, there's, there's a lot of really good players. I love to watch nowadays, you know, the way that McDavid, if you go and grab a, grab a Sharpie and a whiteboard and draw uh, up how he scores. Yeah. Watch how he scores. It's unbelievable. I mean, he goes D to D then he winds it up, says, uh, eh, don't think about it. Goes back D to D starts these crossovers, which, now is dangerous because now you give a guy like that some room and he's got he's going to activate six seven crossovers and his own top of his circles and now the defensemen are standing at their own blue line because there's wingers up there too so he can't really gap up so they have st- you know flat-footed defensemen against the fastest guy on the planet to ever do it pr- probably and now he just wound it up and you got to stop him it's like no you better nope. hold him so yeah. he's pretty special he's pretty special he's fun to watch he's uh, dynamic but there's a whole list of them. I mean, but yeah. that kid, that kid is very special. And it's like, oh, by the way, Dry's idols over there too. Oh yeah. And it's just like <laughs> you got to deal with him, and then you're like, 
Yeah, you got to deal with him now too. Yeah. But now if they could just find some goaltending. Woof. Yeah. Uh, did you have a pregame meal as a player, and do you have one now as a coach? Oh wow. <laughs> uh, you can say no. Absolutely, my pregame meal was always chicken Alfredo. If you throw some broccoli in there, great. Um, I, I would make them at home by myself, uh, depending. And then on the road, it was always Olive Garden or OG and, uh, or anything we could get. It didn't really matter. One of the, one of the unique ones would be, um, when you're on the road, you could get a Domino's. I think it was Domino's has the, the pasta dish. Yeah. The pasta bowls. Yeah. Yeah. Pasta bowl with the chicken Alfredo was dynamite. Um, you know, I was not part of the new age that said you need to eat salad and oatmeal. I was old school and I needed to fuel up because back in those days, the ECHL was a lot different. Even, you know, we were playing four or five D I was playing 30 minutes a night and I need every bit of fuel I could get. And my answer for, uh, this day and age is no, there is no pregame meal. Uh, I just wing it and depending on what (laughs) I've got going on, sometimes I'm on the ice. Um, you know, I, I do a three forty-five lesson a lot in McKinney yeah. with four athletes. And, um, oftentimes I'm buzzing over there as fast as I can. So no, there's no, there's no, uh, I have no pregame meal set. That's fair. Are you, uh, are you an office fan at all? Absolutely. So did you feel validated when you saw the episode where Michael Scott had to eat his, uh, chicken Alfredo to carbo load? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then he's puking on, yeah. the, on the five day. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, the man. moment you said that, I was just, I was like, it's, it's a hockey Michael Scott. Yep. Yeah. Hockey Scott. He was like, wait, did you give him a modium or? <laughs> I usually have to be by now. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, so who would you say is the funniest player in the locker room this season? The funniest player. Yeah. In what way? Like jokester? Yeah. Like yeah. Funny how? Like funny ha ha? Like <laughs> yeah. No, well, I mean, like, who, like jokes, or is there anyone that pranks someone? Like, what? I don't know. Spill the tea. What you what got? Kind of shenanigans they got. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Liam Finley is a funny character, but he's, as soon as he gets on the ice, he is messing around the whole time. If there's not a drill going on, he is absolutely screwing around, and he will – if you call for the puck, you know, like anybody normal will just fire one on your tape. He tries some sort of craziness like you never seen where he off opposite hand sauces it to you and all of a sudden it's perfectly on your tape. He is a jokester. He messes around all the time. You know who's got a real soft side and, and is hilarious and just not a serious bone in his body is Hargrove. Hargrove really? is great. He's hilarious. He wants to mess around. He he actually laughs at my jokes. He's one of the very few. Um, <laughs> That's why we like him. Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. He's yep, not I, trying to get those brownie points. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. No, he's, he's a great he's a great guy, but an interesting fellow because he's an absolute leader, right? He he just he leads by example in in a way that I've never seen before. He's he's the last guy to leave, right? He's the last guy on the ice, like literally. And I'm the guy who does skill development after you know usually grab Aiden Brown or Justin Young. We're doing rehab and stuff like that. He hops right into line and he'll do the drills with him. Then he stays after and he just shoots pucks. That one timer that he takes, uh, you know, from the top of the circles, you know, the one day he scored an absolute bomb and it was, it was perfectly placed. What people don't realize is we took 85 of those at that morning, right? He just, he didn't want to stop. He just 85, 
like set me up and we just laughed, messed around when he'd, when he'd missed the net, we'd smile and reset and yeah, great guy, hilarious. Um, so I don't know it, as far as like inside the locker room jokesters, like who knows? I, I don't really know. They all mess with me. So they all got <laughs> kindergarten chirps though. Yeah. You got the, uh, you got the, the high school chirps. They're down in kindergarten. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man. Um, so if you're in charge of the music in the locker room, what are the first three songs that are coming on? Oh, wow. Well, Costi wouldn't allow that first off. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to listen. If he had to a this. sick day. Yeah. 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 Costi, let's say, let's say yeah. he's out for a couple days. What are you putting on? I'm putting on, uh, man, what time, what are we doing? Are we going to play a game? Right, oh, right yeah, before the is, game. This, yeah. this right is before right, game? Before, right before oh. your inspiring speech. Like, okay. What's your hype music? My hype music. Well, I used to have a, a very premiere plan, uh, depending on the day. But uh, so at this point, I was I'm already in the locker room. I've skipped through. I've already went through um, acoustic rock. I've worked myself into rock and then I've worked myself up to probably like uh, there's a song called Face Everything and Rise by Papa Roach. It's an it's a rock song. And it's absolutely yep. awesome. Um, okay. There's some nothing more electronic rock that is pretty strong. It's awesome and then um i'm gonna have some swagger music in there too like there's gonna be some swagger there's gonna be uh uh man i probably can't say the exact one i want but there's uh there's some gonna be some bangers that i want on there like dr dre oh yeah some heavy hitters that are gonna be yes uh, yeah yeah absolutely because you know and it's so interesting music as it uh, you know, I have, I have guitars and everything like that. I'm a, I'm a musician, but it has a huge part and had a huge part in my warmups all the time. Like mm-hmm. the, we do it. I remember we do a day trip to Tulsa and I'd nap for two and a half hours and then we'd show up there. Well, the first song I chose was not Dr. Dre. It was acoustic breaking Benjamin or something gentle to like, okay, I know you hate your life, but You're this right. guy hates his life more. Yeah. So listen to him for a little bit um, and then work yourself up. But by the time I was, you know, looking at the rink and preparing and getting ready, it was, it was on, it was all rock. And then from there on, it was, I didn't play any more music. I'd let the guys, Spencer Asichuk and different guys choose what music they wanted to. They're listening to like pill and Ibiza and stuff like that. But it's like the heaviest techno r- remix you've ever heard. And they <laughs> rock that whole place out. So from there, it didn't matter for me, but something like that. I have a question. So do any of these guys know like the beastie boys, any of your players right now? Like if you were to put yeah. on, uh, fight for your right. No. So what you what you oh, what you man. want? Exactly. Nothing, like, what no. is this? <laughs> no. One of my favorite Beastie Boys songs is Intergalactic Planet. Oh yeah. Yes. yes. Exactly. You know what? <laughs> one, right, you cool. know what? You know what? One of my favorite songs are. Yes, Fink. <laughs> oh man. You're welcome. I know there's a lot more, but uh, for those that are listening, that is uh, that is you and your brother. Uh, what looked like a kind of a team get together, uh, laying down some some fresh beats, channeling your inner. Uh, oh my gosh, what is his name? The guy that sings. Uh, you, you got Bismarcky. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, channeling your inner Bismarcky, like uh, Jen, Jen's Marquis. Jen's Marquis. Jen's Marquis. Yes. There we go. <laughs> my band name finally. There you go. Oh, yeah, man. that uh, we we may have been 
dished some tea on our end. So we had to bring that up. I'm sure if any of the guys in the locker room listen to that, they're going to be calling for you for the pregame, getting the uh, the old beatbox, dusting off the beatbox a little bit. I think that yeah. video is probably going to be on replay like the entire trip to Tulsa. On the bus. 100%. 100%. Yeah. My brother and I have, uh, you know, we're both musically talented. Our family's all musically talented. I've got four guitars. I'm a, I'm a professional guitar player. Uh, I have a piano. I'm not very good at it, but I can play it. I can fool anybody. And then percussion. I have a djembe and I can play a full kit and everything like that too. So, uh, yeah, out. music is in my blood. So if the, I mean, the coaching thing is going pretty well so far, but you know, if you ever need to fall back, there you go. We get well, started. And I did want to talk about this. Uh, Don't touch oh. my drum set. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new title of the episode. Don't touch my drum set. Did you touch my drum set? I know you did. <laughs> Why are you sweating? Because <laughs> I'm watching cops. <laughs> cops doesn't come out till four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, oh. Man. well, hold on. I did. Uh, I was reading uh, earlier. That's why I found out about your birthday and everything. Uh, you big fisherman, yeah? Yes, sir. Absolutely. A uh, lot of walleye, apparently. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Alrighty. Up north. Up north. Uh, I come from a place we call it the walleye capital of the world. We've got thirty resorts. Um, but walleye was kind of my second tier fish. I grew up fishing for pike a lot. So oh, my favorite. Know, yeah, Northern Pike really? is a is a beast, and I'm really glad I grew up on that because it kind of made the rest of the fishing kind of easy. Um, they're a they're a predatory fish that if you can catch pike, you can kind of catch anything. They they're kind of that middle of the pack. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when I went to fish salmon in Alaska, it was easy. Bass fishing is very similar to pike fishing. The way you cast and reel lures and things like that, yeah. very similar. Um, that's why I was late getting on here because I had my four year old boy who's an excellent fisherman. Uh, we caught, we caught six bass today. We were cruising around. The secret of the pros is that that pond right across the street from the Island Event Center has got 20 to 30 beautiful largemouth bass in it. No way. Huh. Yep. Secret of the All pros. Right. I'm telling now, you. about to say now we're, well, we're going we're gonna gonna to we lose, we're gonna lose Jason everybody. to our next live recording because he's going to be out <laughs> fishing in the middle of yep. the game. No, I'm going to take my kid out there. He's, <laughs> he's going four in a couple months. So yeah. Perfect. Uh, so... We're just finding out all the things. Outdoorsman, musician, psychologist, kind of. What was the first song you learned how to play on guitar? Was it, and how was it, and why was it Nirvana's, like, never mind? I was going to say. Like, things like everybody learned. Oh, it was Come As You Are. Oh, okay. Come As You Are. Oh, Deep Purple. Yeah, that's always the other one, too. Smoke on the water. Bass and guitar is real easy. Yeah. Uh, Don't tell my buddy Steven that. He, uh. He's like, no, Nirvana was great. I'm like, no, Nirvana was still great, but there's only three chords, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I do. I want to dive into the, the music a little bit more here in a second, but we have to ask because we're, we're named after a specific uh, Texas staple fast food chain. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, <laughs> do you have a go-to Whataburger order, and is it different during the day than, say, maybe after 11 o'clock at night? Great question. Thank you so much for asking it. It's the exact same every time. Oh, and exact same double. Yep. With fries double, but you can only have cheese, ketchup and onion and then uh, fries and obviously large DP because it's Texas. Yeah. Obviously. Have oh, you yeah. have you had a chance to try the Dr. Pepper shake? <sighs> no. Oh. Did Whoa. You just make that up. 
No. No, no, it's one of their like rotation shakes now. They'll do like what is what's another one? Bananas. Is there there's a yeah, banana, banana one? Yeah. Just grab the keys after this, honey. I'll be back in half an hour. Yeah. 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 What's going on now? How'd the podcast go? Uh great. It's I gotta go. On. We gotta, gotta go. We're shooting on location at whatever. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that's what I was curious about. Uh I guess the the the, the music question for me is basically from a musical standpoint. Who are your top three favorite bands? Oh man, I love Lincoln Park. Oh, oh, yeah. That would right. be that would be That's in there. Um, uh, I really like Dave Matthews Band and what yes. they do. Uh, just you know, yes, style the style the all the different instruments is just phenomenal. The wind instruments blow me away because I can't do it. Uh, I can play all the stringed instruments, but I can't play any wind instruments. Never had it. Never even tried it. Um, Can I get the reed to work properly? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sounds like it's busted, so I just threw it back in the case and see <laughs> yeah. later. It's yeah. broken. I'm done. Yeah, it I did that. Work. yeah. <laughs> it was the instrument. Yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then, man, it's a tough question. It just it's stuff like that. I mean, I after that, I mix it up a lot. I like Breaking Benjamin a lot. I like some of that harder rock, I really like. But I have a huge, you know, all the genres of music I really like. I feel like you and Brad Lukowicz would get along really well. I know Luko. I was going to say, Luko, I, I follow him on, on social media, and, and that seems to be around the same genre of music that he's really into. The he's a little heavier. Band. He gets a little heavier, you know, like he's in, uh, what's the, Bring Me the Horizon. and Oh, and yeah. Like you know, he gets oh, a little yeah. bit deeper. Now but, you're speaking the language of the podcast right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I... Don't get me wrong, I love it. But I would probably wouldn't go to a concert because they got, you know, all the I have to wear eye makeup and stuff, and that's against what I do. <laughs> no. I was gonna say because I'm to the point now where I have to get the uh the earplugs if it's it's if it's a heavy yeah. metal concert. I've, oh I've, yeah, last concert you and I went to we like sat in the back. We're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm a back, <laughs> yeah, hey, back I got the, a job to I gotta go to tomorrow. I gotta function. Tired. That, so yeah. <laughs> God, what time is this band getting on? It's like eight thirty already. Yeah. So, so Jeff, I wanted to tell you that I've been, so you figured out now how long I've been around the game of hockey, right? It's, I started when I was three and been around it. So I just turned 36, but I'll tell you, your co-host over there, Shannon is very special and unique and somebody I've never seen before in my life. And the way that she is around the game, she, she studies the guys, she studies the game. She wants to be around it. She supports the game. It is special. I'm telling you right now. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. And I've been around forever, right? And I, I make, and not that I boast about what I do, but I try to make sure, like, I respectfully, like, treat the game fairly, right? And I, I try to make sure that protect it. But she's very special. I, and I try to tell her that. But the way that yeah, she comes... <laughs> yeah. The way that she comes to the games and, and just watches intently... And it's kind of like she cares about the guys. We've got to remember, we talked about this a little bit. These guys are a long ways from home. Yeah. There's oh, yeah. young guys. There's old guys. They These guys don't have they don't have a ton of support, right? You got Massacots miles and miles away from his home. And now somebody, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> somebody, that, somebody that cares, right? Somebody that actually cares. So whatever you got to do to commend her, I want to, obviously. But I've tried to tell her that once before, but. It's very special. It's unique. It's something uh, incredible I've never seen before in my life. So good for you, for Shannon, for being that way and doing that. And obviously, we want to say thank you for doing that. But I'm telling you, like, 
uh, it's it's special and unique. And I I got thirty three years in it. Oh, yeah. You know, cool. um, I, thank you. I really, I really appreciate that. Uh, the first time you mentioned something about it, I actually <laughs> I texted Fink and I was like, yep. I think he might have me confused with somebody else. <laughs> and at this point, I'm too this is not to a ask. joke. Yeah, this is not a lie. She legitimately was confused. I was no. like, no, you're doing great. Like, yeah, we're we're yeah. very fortunate to to have yeah. her as a part of Wada Hockey. She what what how long? It's been like six six ish months now, September. give or take. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, social media and the hockey world is very close and tight knit, specifically yeah. here in Texas and even more minute in, in North Texas. So, you know, I'm very grateful to the game of hockey for bringing all of us together and, and introducing me to Shannon, because honestly it was the moment we became friends and started chatting. I was like, I don't know when, but I'm going to get her to be a part of this. And it's been, uh, we're just trying to make her cry now. I she's know. not going to, she's not. Yeah. Going to. She's, she's no, she's got to wrap up the show though. Like she's got the last question. The most important. No. she does. She does. She all does. Right. But yes, so go we're ahead. We're very, we very grateful for her. All right. Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> No, stop. Uh, stop. Yeah, Don't. Yeah. Nah. No, is there like a nominations thing, like a form that we can fill out for the podcaster, like Association of podcaster America? Podcaster of the Year. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. I will stop. Thank you. We'll, we'll continue later. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. Last question. Last rapid fire question. So, if someone makes a biopic about your life, right? So, who would you pick to play you in a movie? Hugh Jackman. Who? Solid Jackson. answer. That's Man. the first time. He's confident and like that was great. It, it would have to be a musical at that point. <laughs> no. Right. No, like Wolverine and Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to know what I used to play like it was something along those lines, but that's only in my opinion. Other people are trying to get a prima donna soft. Yeah. But to me, I, that's what I tried to play beforehand. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. it. That's, that's a good choice. answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. I uh that might be my favorite answer. The only other person that has has gotten the uh, the edge on you, and I don't know if you were around when he was here, but Zane Franklin, uh, I mean, right off the bat, he goes, Zach Galifianakis, no question from the hangover. And I was like, God, that is so good. Such <laughs> a good answer. That's hilarious. He's a good guy. He's oh. a good guy. But uh, uh, I mean – this was a long time coming, obviously having you on the podcast. So uh, on behalf of all of us, I just want to say thank you for taking some time out of your day. Obviously, super busy schedule with, you know, the, the, the season, you know, in the thick of it right now. So we just appreciate the time. Um, we'll put you on the spot one last time. We all have our own specific sign offs. So uh, you can't say live in the red because we've had quite a few of the guys from the Americans come on and say that. So that's out of the running. But if you had a sign off for a podcast, what would it be? Stay humble. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Wow. That's that's a that's a very sports driven one, and I love it. Uh ours are not very sports driven. Uh <laughs> so Jason, you want to take Patrick's? Sure. Uh stay sassy. And wow. also just do mine. Yeah, stay moist. <laughs> a lot of staying. We're just staying. doing why is everybody staying? Yeah. Yeah, stay uh, humble, stay, stay sassy, stay, stay moist. Good choices. It's like a uh, stay here and make good choices. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, uh, the final sign off don't for any reason, even if you just came up with these questions in 10 minutes and makes you feel like an absolute like 
decent journalist, forget your Kermit tattoos. 